0: Everybody. Welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. I'm Jeremy. And this week we're talking about an album that I picked. It's uh, actually two. Two EPs. Two EPs. Uh, Lovers 1 and 2 by Mr. Ray Brown. Mr. Ray Brown. That's uh, a professional name. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess his original artist name was Ray Baboon. So Ray Brown maybe sounds more professional, so he's Mr. Ray Brown. Uh, <laughs> Mr.
1: Mr. Ray Baboon Brown, Brown Baboon.
0: I don't know. I I gave a weird reason for picking this last week. Like I was just in a place and I was like, you know what? This is going to be the good, the good thing to listen to this week. So I don't,
1: I don't think that's a weird reason at all. I think that's the best reason that anybody could have for listening to music ever.
0: Well, you know what? I think you're probably right. And I'm just, (laughs) I feel weird uh, stating my emotions so clearly. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) It's fine. It's it's good it's good therapy then
0: yeah right that's true because therapy's never worked before so (laughs) might as well try it now (laughs) exactly Uh, shit man yeah
1: so so Ray Brown we it's lovers one lovers two double EP I separated my notes by EP but it's kind of all homogenous did he release these together
0: uh he didn't release them like on the same day or anything but I'm fairly certain they were released in the same year. Like, I think they were both 2018, and I think they were both from uh, Sessions. Lovers
1: 1 was released August 20th, 2018. Lovers 2 says it was also released on August
0: 20th, according to Genius. Oh my, it probably was, and I'm probably just stupid, but I know they were from...
1: It was a double EP. Yeah. Regardless. I guess... Obviously they were connected if he named them Lovers One and Lovers Two, but yeah. I didn't know if Lovers Two was supposed to be like a sequel thing later or yeah. if it was the same, but if, if if they came out even within the same year. Yeah. Like it's 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 not not strange to consider them one body of work, I guess is what I'm getting at.
0: Yeah, and I'm per, like I'm fairly certain they came from like the same session or like the same group of right. sessions. So they're yeah. So, I don't know, then
1: I, why why wouldn't he have just released an album, I guess, is my question. Well, then. he
0: did release an album, and the sessions that came from, I think, went to that album. And this was just, like, another part of those sessions, I guess. And, like, some gotcha. pre- previous singles that didn't make it onto that album, maybe. Because there were some songs on here that I had heard before I had heard okay. either, like, either of these EPs came out. so
1: Cool. Well, uh, let's get right into it. The album Art... Of, of this, of both, really, is... Be, so each EP has its own album art, but they're both pieces of what I believe is the same picture. Yeah. Uh, just kind of cut, where in Lovers 1, you see a little more than half of his face, and then there's just kind of like a, a dark, kind of earthy background color. Like, he, he, he's he, he took a selfie, or someone took a picture of him, <laughs> in a room that's not like not like a set piece perhaps but you can just see a wall behind him uh and then in lovers 2 you can see the other portion of his head and he's like back up against a mirror kind of thing yeah so you also see the reflection of him but uh it's kind of it's it's very crisp I, i like the aesthetic of it it's very clean it and always, just him, him with it all him some sunshine on him
0: it always bugged me a little bit like I like the album covers it always bugged me a little bit that there's a sizing difference between the <laughs> two pictures so it's like
1: yeah you can see just, his if you put if you play them side by side it doesn't line up
0: yeah like his eye is way bigger and his his jawline matches up but it's right. like the rest of his face is bigger on lovers 2 than it is on lovers one so it always yeah. just looks like some sort of weird fun house picture whenever you look at it side by side
1: just don't look at it side by side yeah it's really
0: not a situation that you're almost ever going to find yourself in so it it shouldn't matter that much but (laughs) right
1: (laughs) but uh maybe i got nothing maybe try try to tie it tie the pictures in
0: maybe if you have some real love for ray brown you'll just have all of his eps up on your wall i like it yeah boom there you go. I,
1: I don't think this was released as a physical release. I guess you could like probably get a, a poster printout, right? Yeah. Now. Poster quality printout, I should say. Of these covers. So maybe that's
0: a moot point. But But you know, also the first track is Real Love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hadn't noticed. Sorry, I totally missed your segue. <laughs> uh but yeah, so my first introduction to Ray Brown, uh it's got some some Danny sporadic keys. Kinda kind of semi sporadic. They're not like dissonant or like all over the place kind of thing there's a rhythm a pattern to them yeah it's kind of of, of sporadic sounding got that funky bass kind of a lo-fi beat uh there's there's a lot of like vocal layered like background layering stuff yeah that gives it kind of a motown vibe in my mind oh shit uh, i can dig
0: yeah motown's good
1: I I really don't understand what he's saying (laughs) when I'm listening to his music because it's hitting that kind of like, you know, the Joji, the Corbin yeah, to to play other things where it's kind of mumbly. It's kind of all slurred together and quiet kind of a thing. Uh, But I like it. I I like the music. I like the aesthetic of it. So it's not really an issue. And as I've mentioned several times before, I don't really pay attention to lyrics anyway. So, It's not necessarily a strike against it, but it's just uh, an aesthetic that I picked up on.
0: Yeah, like, well, I'm glad you like at least this song. And, (laughs) uh, yeah, his voice, like, it's something that the more I listen to him, the more I notice it. But, yeah, it's very, like, he's... He doesn't enunciate very well. I don't want to say... I don't want to say mumbly, but it kind of like is. But <laughs> I, I mean,
1: definitely, I definitely said mumbly <laughs> at some point in my notes.
0: But then there's also times where it seems like whenever uh, he, like, if he's singing in a chorus and he has to make his voice a little bit bigger, like, right? It's it's not that he hits a wrong note, but it like goes flat or something. Like it's just a yeah. little bit. But I mean, that's not something I really like. It care about, but it's just <laughs> something. That listening to it more and more throughout this week, I noticed it more. I guess whenever I was listening yeah. to it, but
1: he he doesn't have the the best like professional pop singing voice. Yeah,
0: I like his voice for like its smoothness whenever he's singing like lower stuff. But yeah, whenever yeah. he starts like singing higher up, that is is something that I noticed. But I still yeah. like it because I like I like the vibe of it all. It's the vibe. Uh, it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> he's also does this like. Like, the whole song, it's, I don't know, it's kind of low-key. Like, there is, like, that Motown funky, like, vibe to it. Yeah. But then he, like, hits you with, like, an overblown boom-type sound in the chorus where it's, like, it'll just be, like, a random chop of a sound that's, like, louder. And he does it in other songs, maybe more so than this song, but this is, like, since this is the first song on the album, it was, like, the first time I wrote down... That note, but it's like, there'll be like a really big, like clappy sound or something in there. And I don't know. I just, I just like that. He, it seems like he has a pretty big hand in making stuff like that, like his, his music and everything. And it's just, it's always cool whenever I'm listening. Yeah, to I guess I never like thought that. about it.
1: Did he produce all of his music too?
0: I don't think he produced it like all on its own or anything, but I mean, he might have, I guess, but I don't think he produced it all on its own. But I know he he like writes it all, and I'm sure he like makes most of the music and everything. So, well, he is credited at least on Genius as the producer for
1: both EPs. So, oh, well, that's cool. you. He, he's at least a large portion involved yeah. in in the production, if that's the case. But uh, lyrically, I'm I'm appalled. I'm shocked <laughs> that on a uh, an EP called Lovers. <laughs> and a track called Real Love, that it's a love song.
0: Uh, oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe it. absolutely
1: astonished. Could not, could not fathom. Especially... Yeah, he just ta- he's, he's talking about how he's... How... Sorry, what were you going to say? No,
0: I was going to say, because uh, three of the six songs on this first fucking EP <laughs> have love in the title. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it's, I, I, if you came into this not expecting there to be love songs then I guess you're like me and just a total fucking idiot. (laughs) No, I is obvious. I'm being sarcastic, facetious, but yeah, he's just talking about how he's in love with someone and and wants to see what comes next in their relationship. He's kind of fawning over them. Perhaps.
0: Yeah. He wants to be, he wants it to be real love. Not like the, the not real love, I guess, compared to like the beginning stages of something. He wants yeah. he wants that deep down like I'm gonna wear an old t shirt and sit on the couch and we're not gonna say anything to each other, but it's okay <laughs> type of love. <laughs> Joey,
1: are you okay? Is that what happens? Is your house completely silent now with you and Alyssa just sitting on a couch?
0: It's I mean it's not, but like that <laughs> I think that's like a later stage. Like you see like you see older couples that are just like okay with the comforts of just like existing in the same space as somebody and they don't have to constantly be like hey and we're talking about this and we're sharing yeah. this in common and whatever and it's just like we've lived together for a long time so we know that we can just maybe
1: maybe this is a commentary on me as a person but i feel like that is like the the first stage in which i would consider a successful relationship the right? first stage yeah, like I feel like it's pretty early on in my mind at least when when you're just like, "Eh, okay, we're we're existing together now. We are a, a unit." Well, see, just, we we exist independently within the same domicile and and have our own own like passions and drives and motives and stuff, but obviously there's there's I don't know, I just I feel like anything before that is more of like a dating kind of going steady kind of phase.
0: I guess I mean, that's true. I've I've like kind of never I guess left to like, I don't know. I haven't been in a relationship with that many people like in an right. actual relationship, I guess. And it was always like most of the times it was in high school. So it was like, yeah, I don't know. Immediately you're like, okay, we're in a committed relationship now. And like, I'm not, I like, I don't know. I never like went on dates or anything. That was, yeah, like I guess just,
1: that's true. I, I've also never really gone on
0: dates. So, so it was always just like, okay, I guess we're like together now cool that's fine but
1: But, but sometimes you you gotta you gotta take those relationships and and if they're if they're too focused on the dating aspect i guess which is the opposite of of the end goal that, that mr ray is looking for you got you gotta say you know maybe maybe it's not quite right maybe it'll never be quite right
0: and also you might even write a song about it and then it'll be called never quite right which is track number two well that sounds
1: quite right to me Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one, track two, never quite right. It's very soft and slow kind of deal, which is kind of his his whole vibe, I guess. Uh, a lot of his tracks are kind of like slower and, and softer, but this one was, at least coming off of the first one, was kind of a bit more upbeat and cheery. This one's kind of getting a little more sad boy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, this is a song where I noted like, I still can't understand what he's saying. I wrote, is this like the chill dude's response to mumble rap? I think it is, like, honestly. Like this, is, this is kind of the sad boy lo-fi response of of all of the popular mumble rap artists today, which not my thing. I, I honestly, I guess I can't say that. I haven't listened to a whole lot of mumble rap and stuff in that vein, but I have no, there's nothing drawing me there, I yeah.
0: guess. See, I've always kind of thought they were like, In a similar vein, like, I I don't know, like, I always felt like the sad boy thing, like, I guess it was an offshoot, which I guess is like the response. I don't know. I don't know. Like, this is definitely, I feel
1: like like there's a distinction in that, like, with mumble rap, it's weird to me, because when you think when I think of rap, I should say, it's very lyric driven. Yeah, right. It's not like focused on the beat or the melody, it's more about your lyrical chops, which is like the whole basis for rap in my opinion. So mumble rap kind of takes that in a completely different direction and emphasizes, I guess they focus more on, on the production side of things. Again, I haven't listened to a whole lot of mumble rap, so I'm not sure, but I I just feel like it's kind of a weird distinction. But in this case with like Ray Brown and Corbin and Joji, there's still that, a, a big lyrical push. It's still kind of traditional songwriting. Yeah, I guess in that way and that there, there's I don't know. I feel like there's equal focus on music and lyrics, whereas in hip hop and rap and stuff, it's usually more focused on lyrics.
0: Yeah, I've always felt like to the mumble rap, this is like the mumble R&B or something type. Sure, type thing. I can dig that. Uh, this song, though, like it kind of gives it a shaky sound with this. I don't know if it's like a drum Tight machine thing going on in the background. But it's got like a. Like it sounds yeah. like you're taking. Like a. One of those like cups full of beads or something. And you're just shaking a Shaker, it. And yeah. Uh, yeah shaker. You know the thing that you shake. <laughs> uh But so. Who was a Wiz Khalifa. I He had a song. On one of his albums. O and IFC. And it had a similar. Like uh beat type thing. And man it just like takes me back to that like every time i listen to this that's all i can think of and interesting i really like that song but it's like as far as the music goes during the parts where i can audibly hear it it takes me back to it and i don't it's it's nice i really like it but half the time that i end up listening to this i listen to the first two songs then i listen to that album and then i come back to listening to (laughs) this interesting But, uh, Uh, but yeah, this
1: one has, it's got like a, this is the first track that he uses kind of like a a simple guitar lick kind of thing going on with lots of reverb. And, uh, this, this is why I chose, uh, the album that I chose for next week, Mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll get to that at the end. But, uh, yeah, he, he kind of, he does it throughout a few of his tracks where he has a very simple guitar lick and, uh, just kind of like layers it in for progression or whatever. And I really like that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. that he kind of captures with it uh and then i i don't know i think it was a song there's kind of like some weird like warped metal sound effects yeah as well briefly i know you mentioned on the last track where he he kind of like splashes in uh some like loud kind of abrupt sound cue kind of things uh and i think that's what it was on this one was kind of like some some bending kind of weird industrial metal kind of thing
0: yeah happening. he he does that on a few songs I've noticed, which is like something that I didn't really pay attention to, like yeah, a lot whenever I listened to it before. And I think it's because of how I was listening to it. Like, whenever I would usually listen to this, it was a lot of times I'd do it on like whenever I was driving at night. Like, mm-hmm. it would be like I'd put on like this or Corbin or Joji. Like, that's just kind of the type of music that I would typically listen to if I'm driving yeah. around at night. So, like, if I'm in my car, steer like. Hearing it on my car stereo with the windows down. I'm not hearing a bunch of stuff like that. And then I go to listen to it this week on like decent headphones and stuff. And I'm just like, what's all this banging? What's, hap- what's happening? <laughs> what's all this noise?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but lyrically, uh, even before I looked at the lyrics, I, I wrote uh, that the song seems to be about realizing that the relationship wasn't all sunshines and rainbows, as the prior track implied, basing that off of the chorus, which you can hear kind of clearly. Yeah, uh, and the, the song title never quite right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so after I looked at the lyrics, definitely it, it seems like their relationship isn't working out the way that he expected it to. Yeah, and he's he's not really blaming himself or blaming the other person, but they're they're having a breakup kind of a thing
0: yeah it's more like just the realization it's like yeah i guess we just need to dissolve this like yeah like whenever you hit the point where you're like i think we both know that this isn't gonna work out in the long run how we both want it to so let's just it's probably better if we just stop before (laughs) anything goes bad yeah (laughs) because the longer you wait the worse it's gonna get
1: indeed but maybe it, it did get bad maybe it was too late and they were already too too engrossed in being lovers, and I think maybe maybe it takes a turn. Maybe the EP and the album direction takes a turn.
0: Maybe it does. Maybe it does on track three, titled "Lovers."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the <a> title track. <laughs> Boom. Uh, I guess well, I, because we're talking about lyrics, I'm going to go ahead and start the lyrics on this one. But uh, this one, kind of coming off that, as I was teasing, they they've broken up. It seems. And this song is where he's, like, maybe regretting it. Maybe they they broke up in the last song, and now the loneliness is setting in with him, and, and he's saying that his partner has moved on, or his ex has moved on, and is being stronger than he is about it. But he's still kind of, like, he, he's realizing that he's missing them a lot more than he ex- he expected, perhaps.
0: Yeah. I mean, whenever you're caught up in the emotions, like, in the moment of, like, a breakup or... I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like breakup. Maybe it's just me, but it's like it always implies some somebody's angry or somebody's like did something bad or somebody's right. mad at somebody else. But sometimes, like I guess a breakup is just like the mutual. Mutual. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I th- okay. I think
1: that's the case in this, and yeah. I think specifically, like at least maybe it's this is me projecting a little, but I feel like. The justification of it being such a neutral breakup and then having the song where he's like realizing that he's missing his ex or whatever, it's less of like he made a mistake when he broke up with her or him. I'm not going to judge. I I, I try so hard to be neutral when I talk about things, but it slips through. But um, yeah, so I I think it's less that there was a, a fight kind of thing leading up to the breakup and now he's realizing that it was kind of a heat of the moment decision that he regrets and more of a like yeah. it, at least maybe this is too personal but i am usually through through most of my life have been fine with being single yeah but after dating someone for a long period of time like last year i broke up with my, my girlfriend we dated for like a year and a half um i, w- I was expecting to be totally fine after breaking up because that's just kind of who I've always been. I've always been kind of a loner thing, but uh, I was totally wrong after, after having been with somebody for a year and a half and like living with them, there's just this weird emptiness and like void that comes with it where you like, you get used to having someone around almost 24 seven. And then once they leave, there's like a void, like a wound that opens up there. That's kind of like, I don't know. It caught me off guard and I kind of related with the song and feeling that like maybe that's what happened with them because it, it wasn't like a super aggressive breakup. It was like, yeah, like we both understand that this isn't going to work out. And then they split and it's like, holy shit. Like I didn't realize how much of an impact yeah uh, that person had on my life kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like it's just to not have, and I guess I've been fortunate that this is all of my breakups have been You know what? Actually, no. I've had one breakup that was extremely explosive, and it was just, like, (laughs) the what you think of whenever you think of, like, a a bad, messy breakup. And then Mm. one was just, like, me being a shitbag, and then ever since then, I haven't really, like, had, like, anything to, like, I've just kind of been with the same person the whole time. Actually, okay, you know... Thinking about, I don't know, I don't know, but I've never experienced like this, <laughs> like the period of where you're like living with somebody for a long time where you're just like that right. with somebody and then it's just not, like there's no huge, because even having that like extremely messy, like people are yelling at each other and all this shit, like there is some sort of sick resolution to that, I feel for like. For sure. Where it's like, okay, I'm getting it all out, this is this is happening right now and these are all the reasons and whatever. Right, but to just have it kind of dissolve amicably is almost like I don't. It's
1: it's it's lacking a period at the yeah. end of, in the at the end of the chapter. Yeah, kind of a thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm totally fine now. Just to be clear for anybody that that is concerned that, <laughs> that I'm, I'm struggling with this, this happened last year. I'm I'm totally good. I'm right back with the the fine with being single kind of deal. But there, there was a longer than expected period of time where it was, it fucked me up a lot more than I anticipated. And that's kind of where I related the song to at least,
0: by the way, since we never haven't got to it yet, I fucking love this song. (laughs) Like it's it's such (laughs) a good song.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I actually really like this one as well. The music in it. uh, I don't know if you've played it. Have you played hotline Miami?
0: I have not. I have it, but I haven't played it yet.
1: This track and the next track both remind me of Hotline Miami's uh, soundtrack where it's mostly like chill and somber and and synthy and stuff, but something about it is just slightly unsettling to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like this one gets it with the, uh, it's like the music in the background is, it's being played backwards almost. And yeah. it's kind of like hit reverse where it's like, feeling like it's being sucked back into the instrument almost for a second. Yeah. And, uh, like the drum is just super simple, but then mm. there's like this weird half bassy detuned voice, like going, yeah, like, it's and an it ambient. just, yeah, it adds this weird, like, I don't know. I I love that feeling that right. I get whenever I listen to it. And that, that comes in. Yeah, cool.
1: th- there, there wasn't a lot of progression in this track specifically, musically at least, which I think adds to that kind of somber feeling. But it, and I think the reason it does that is because it, I don't know, to, it felt like it was just wallowing in itself. Yeah. Which kind of goes along with the lyrics. But, but it was just like, it didn't really go anywhere musically. Yeah. It, it, it was just kind of stagnating in, in its own weird, somber, sad boy stuff.
0: <laughs> I feel like that happens a lot with the like I don't know i there is like a through line, I feel like on it on these songs, yeah, but like musically, I definitely feel like there's a lot of songs just in this general like genre that kind of just lead themselves to wallow in themselves and don't really progress much or have much going on in a right. greater context greater context, yeah,
1: but you know. Strange, strange, stranger, strange love is the next track. <laughs> oh, shit. That's my segue. It's just it's not a segue at all. Strange love.
0: Hey, uh, track you, number four. Uh, feedback loop. Pro tip: If you ever hear us say "but you know," it means, <laughs> it means we're about to start the next. We track.
1: we gotta stop that. We need to. We need to fucking. We need to get better. Yeah. We're, let let's let's make this episode our turning point. We're gonna be better. We're gonna stop saying "but uh, you know." <laughs> we're just, we're, just, we're gonna naturally weave in. Hell yeah. Like, like like some
0: strange lovers or something. Yeah, exactly. And if shit, I didn't even know where to go for that.
1: <laughs> Track four, strange love. This one again, I, I know it kind of continues that slightly unsettling hotline Miami kind of feel with the chord progression And this one where it does not go where you would expect it to mm-hmm. go. Uh it hits kind of this weird high note that catches me off guard still. Like, just listening to it. It's just, like... My brain is so programmed with, I guess, traditional or poppy, like, chord progressions, especially within the genre, that I was kind of, like... I had an idea of where it was going to go, and then it went the opposite direction. But yeah, it, it's got some, like... Other than that, it's got some, like, talk boxy walls sprinkled in that are kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can vibe with it.
0: Yeah, it's... This one always... Before I paid I guess too much attention to really thinking about any sort of story this song it just sounded so different to me with the fact that like it was in- introducing kind of like a bongo sounding drone there's like metallic sounds going on in the background and it just sounds kind of off-kilter mm-hmm. it, like it it sounded so different than kind of the 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 slowness of lovers That it made me think it was almost like, I don't know, like, this song is about sex, so it's, (laughs) it made me think that, like, he couldn't get over whoever was broken up with, and now he's, like, moving on to a different person, and he's, like, signifying that through the music, but he doesn't like it, Like, like, that reflects in kind of the, I mean, it's called Strange Love, and in just the general strangeness of the music, he's just like, I don't think I want to be doing this, but I'm doing it. And right. But it's weird how he talks about it as, uh, and when we make love, but I don't know, the song doesn't reflect somebody who is in the act of making <laughs> love. It, it reflects somebody who's like gone for a rebound, I guess. And is kind of being like, what's happening.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what I got. I, I kind of picked up that it seemed more to me like it was a one night stand kind of thing where he's maybe pretending the the other person is his ex because yeah. he's not totally over them and he's he's just kind of in this weird mental kind kind of he's conscious of what he's doing but like you said it's not really like he he still craves some sort of physical like affection I yeah guess.
0: yeah he needs some sort of comfort
1: to yeah he he needs someone to hold him
0: yeah. Definitely. He's out there just literally saying, hold me. Yes. Like in track number five, hold me. Boom. There we go. (laughs) That was better. I mean, it was
1: better. We're we're working with baby steps.
0: If we can get that much better every single time, we're going to be pros by, by
1: the end of, end of this episode. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's going to be awesome.
1: (laughs) But uh, yeah, hold me track number five. This one's got kind of a floaty light synth melody to it that I really like. I feel like listening to this track, within like a, a sensory deprivation tank would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's uh, got like those wavy kind of scents going on where it's like, I, I hate like saying eighties because yeah. it's kind of, I don't think it is eighties. I think it's eighties inspired. And right. it's the way that like people who are making like vaporwave now, like yeah, it's think- a
1: research resurg- resurgence of that kind of sound. Yeah.
0: Like, but it's, it's cool. And I love it and like you like it makes me want to go into a sensory deprivation tank and just cuz now that you said that i'm thinking of so many songs that i feel like <laughs> absolutely yeah we
1: great. need to get one so guys please subscribe buy our merch if we have any at the point that <laughs> give us enough money that that together we can afford a sensory deprivation tank and every week we can listen to full albums in there <laughs> oh be my a god totally different podcasts. that would be
0: amazing yeah i probably would i'd just fall asleep i feel like yeah or freak out (laughs) i don't
1: know yeah i'm i'm curious i think we should maybe we'll do a vlog we'll have a vlog channel too at some point there we go we go to a sensory deprivation uh place because i think you can rent them right like for like an hour or something or not renting i guess but it's kind of going to a tanning bed kind of a thing where you go to a place and you spend some money for an hour of access or whatever to just kind of float
0: yeah I'd, I'd spend a little bit of extra money on that because i don't want to just like go to some dude's house and do, right i converted my spare <laughs> boiler a hot into a- tub. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's but, got but a lock on if the if
1: we I, i'm sure they're ridiculously expensive yeah but if if we could afford it with the the podcast budget i'd be all about it
0: <laughs> hell yeah well, that, we, don't, that's... we don't have a budget right now. Yeah, to but be clear, maybe one day we will. Maybe one day, or maybe one day we'll just somehow make enough money through other means that we can <laughs> afford it.
1: Yeah, we can dodge all sorts of taxes by spending our money on things like charity,
0: and then we'll really have to get out of dodge <laughs> and <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, stop
1: I... dodging the Segway. Track number six, dodge.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, this one. I like this one just because it's so like... Okay, this is going to sound really weird. But the sound at the beginning, like whatever he's doing, whatever sample he's got, it sounds like a laughing bird. And it's it's just like this high-pitched kind of like... Like type yeah. sounding thing. And it makes me think of a laughing bird. But then these <laughs> steam engine sounds come in. Like something is releasing steam. Like pressure. Right. Like brakes on a semi or something. And... It just starts sounding like mechanical, but then the laughing bird part throws me off because I'm like, am I in the jungle or am I in the concrete jungle?
1: <laughs> That's deep, man. <laughs> I, I kind of interpreted those those pinging noises, the high-pitched, as like an alarm kind of a thing because it, it's very consistent, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess you would expect in music, but like... I don't know. It it, it kind of came off as like an alarm deal, and then the steam machine stuff. Came, oh shit! Dude. <laughs> right, the steam machine stuff kind of comes in, but it it kind of gave me like this anxious energy to it, with it yeah. being like the just like I don't know. Because again, I thought it was like an alarm kind of a thing in my brain, and it kind of like spazzed me out a second.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, to go back to the steam, that just yeah. to make sure everybody knows that's that's the <laughs> Daft Punk song that you absolutely hate, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, Daft Punk song. I love Daft Punk, but Steam Machine... You don't like that I, song. I hate it. I, I hate ASMR.
0: Yeah.
1: And I wonder if it's a similar thing in my mind that fucks me up. But back to the song. Yeah, I just want I, to, I to tell everybody. Yeah, just announced to the world. So <laughs> now whenever we blow up, if we blow up, people are going to be tweeting me that song daily. But.
0: Exactly. uh
1: yeah, I I really love this song. I think it's my favorite one on Lover's One. Oh shit. Um the synth bass in it that comes in is just fucking awesome. It's it he brings back that reverby guitar with like another simple lick that hits uh mm-hmm. the vibe of 2 Feet who I mentioned during Still Woozy and spoiler alert that's who we're going to be listening <laughs> to this week. Um but uh yeah, that, this this song specifically solidified to me that that we were going to do a 2 Feet thing next week.
0: Hell yeah. I I like that guitar. It's like. It feels the same thing as, like, whenever I talked about the really, like, clappy, I guess, sound, because it's, like, really, yeah. really twangy, I guess. Like, it's got a high attack. Like, it feels like yeah. it's punching or something. But uh, my favorite part, because I do really like this song, like, this and Lovers are probably tied for my two favorites on the first EP. Mm-hmm. And it's whenever, like, the whistly part start like, comes in. Yeah. And it's just it's so cool how the song changes whenever that part comes in. It, it, I'm just yeah.
1: this w- it. I, I did also know that this one, like contrary to a lot of the songs on this EP where there's a very simple progression or there's no progression. This one definitely has, I think the most progression out of any of the tracks and, and like kind of this build up to it.
0: Well, that ends off uh lovers one and yeah. you know, we're going to start lovers two now, I guess. Is, yeah, is there anything to- you'd like to say before? Before we start
1: Nope, I, I, I kept all of my overall notes for the end. I, I didn't want to comment specifically on Lovers One. But uh yeah, pretty pretty solid so far.
0: Solid like some sort of candy.
1: <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering what was gonna happen here. Uh there's no way to smoothly segue into track number one of Lovers Two, which is Chaplin Candy.
0: Chaplain Candy. Like Chaplin like a church guy? Yeah. That's Chaplin, I guess. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> there we go. That's probably closer <laughs> to what it is. I don't think that's
1: because 'cause I'm pretty sure Chaplin was spelled with an I instead of an A.
0: That's you know, I think you're right. That sounds right. But uh this song, it starts off in a similar way as Lovers One started off with real love. It's got like a little bright piano part coming in right to start it off with Chaplin Candy. And... Yeah, it
1: it this one definitely gave me like immediate like Joji plus Corbin equals this kind of vibe, <laughs> and that like the vocal melody specifically reminded me a lot of Why Am I Still in L.A. by Joji. On oh yeah. One. Um, but yeah, it, it's got that that kind of the vibe that we've we've talked about throughout a lot of uh, Lovers One. I really like the echoey kind of boops that happen. He he does a lot a lot of more boops and beeps on the uh, lovers too it seems than in the first one that i noticed anyway
0: yeah i think he does like i don't i'm i've always been under the impression and i'm pretty sure i read that they were like from the same session but there's definitely they're definitely different enough musically to make me think that he had some sort of like progression in style between the two right but this this song is also a pretty old song like he uh, so it doesn't, I don't know if the, the rest of them are also pretty old songs. Like this, this song, I think it came out. Let me check. Yeah. 2016. This song originally came out in 2016 under a different, okay. under his like other name. He used to go by Arlo Vermain and,
1: oh. and also uh, Ray, Ray Babin,
0: which is also the name of his like first EP or album or something. It's a man of many names. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he's also childhood friends with Joji, so you know. Oh uh,
1: well, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I, so I wonder. Nah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Kick that hornet's nest. Just <laughs> uh, but yeah. So lyrically, uh, this one it seemed to be a continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of lovers one, where he he wasn't quite over his ex and just trying to fill the gap. The song he's kind of talking about him lying awake at night and kind of just feeling broken and missing his ex. At least that's what I got.
0: Yeah, that's. I'd say that's it. And with his lyrics, I feel like there's not really... It's pretty what you see is what you get, or what you hear is what you get, I guess. Right. Like I don't think there's a lot more to it, but I don't mind it because I do like the music. I like the way he sings. And the music itself, I feel like, gives off enough emotion emotion yeah yeah so it doesn't i don't have to be thinking like oh there's five layers to this it's so deep
1: but. right he, you could probably find like uh a, a robot online or something that you could just type in a song title of his and <laughs> it'll, it'll spit out lyrics uh yeah for for whatever the song and it's maybe that's what he did i doubt it but uh you could easily use some sort of ai to generate yeah. the, the lyrics they're kind of simple
0: but you know Oh, shit. Oh, my God. You fucking pulled one over on me, and then I looked over at my notes. Track two is AI. Yeah, you you,
1: you did the butt, you know, like yeah. you, were, you were about to try and figure out a segue. But I was oh. already there.
0: Holy shit. Jeremy, you're a master.
1: <laughs> Every track, a little bit better.
0: Oh, a little bit better. Hell yeah. We had yeah. a
1: setback with Chaplin Candy. We're back in it.
0: Because yeah. AI
1: is a lot easier to segue to than Chaplin Candy.
0: That's for sure. And it's... Uh, also a lot simpler even in lyrics I think yeah. because half of the lyrics are just the same thing but uh yes yeah, this...
1: which I'm, I'm not crazy about that kind of lyric writing yeah um, but the song I really like I think this is my favorite song on uh, ep2 oh
0: shit.
1: I don't know if it, I don't know if I like it better than dodge from lovers one but I think this is my favorite song on lovers 2 it's got like a lot of vibraphony kind of sounds where it's it's not probably not an actual vibraphone Yeah, but programmed one that's like upscaled or higher or or whatever, but it's very kind of like soft and like metallic. So it it evokes those vibraphone kind of uh, memories for me, but it's got a lo-fi kind of beat under it, which a lot of his music does. I really liked the last section of the song, which I mean, I know you know the lyrics or you said that the lyrics don't really change a lot, but like the last phrase that he repeats I guess the the music kind of changes, and I really like that kind of the sound that he hits there,
0: yeah, definitely like i i'm I'm both simul like at the same time, I'm sad and glad that this song's only two minutes long yeah. because it's I want it to be longer, but I know if he would have made it longer, it wouldn't have the impact on me that it does, but mm. uh this song it Whatever that vibraphone or like xylophony sound, like be- bell. It's not like a xylophone, but it's like a a bell type sound or something that goes on oh, right. the background. It uh, it reminds me of this band or a musician. I don't know Seven Arc, and it's like just a super cool sound. And just everybody, all you Seven Arc fans out there, know that <laughs> I'm gonna make Jeremy listen to one of their albums at some okay. point in the future. Okay. Because of this song is why I brought it up. It's because I heard this and I was like, "Yeah, well, hey,
1: I really like this song." So hopefully, I I really like Seven Arc as well.
0: Yeah, Uh, I don't know. I don't have too much to say lyrically because it's (laughs) it's the. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say it's all just repeated, but like the first line is just repeated, and the word "love" is just repeated like seven times in that line. But uh, it's. I wasn't
1: sure. So this is the the first one where I was like, I don't know if this is explicitly tied in to the story of the prior EP, but I think it could easily either be a prequel to lovers one, or it could be like, you know, where it is placed within the chronology of the album. But he's like, he's talking about longing for someone to love him the way he sees other people loving each other yeah, kind of thing where he's a little jealous and a little lonely and just kind of like wishing he had that kind of movie romance or something.
0: Yeah, it's like I don't know if I know I shouldn't be like reading too deeply into this, but just the name AI and talking about how he's just like watching people have relationships, it makes me think of a robot who's, yeah, which I mean, that's surely what he was going for. But I pick, like, I picture an actual robot like sitting Mm -hmm. and watching people, and it's just like I want to
1: love, but I am robot, I (laughs)
0: love. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Maybe, maybe my love line was too low. Yeah, he's... and and I, I don't.
0: I, got, no, I mean, um, it was close. It was, you know, <laughs> I I respect it, and the fact that you have done, you did so good on that last one. And <laughs> yeah, i you're have... supposed
1: to improve every time. That was not an improvement. Yeah,
0: but that was. That was a lofty goal set by me who, who has not stepped up to any of them so far. So It's
1: always two steps forward, one step back. Uh, this song... Eventually we'll make it. Track number three is Low Line. Yeah, Low way. Line.
0: We didn't even say it. What, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> but this song is uh, it's like a minute and 36 seconds long, like super super short, and mm-hmm. it's cu- it's pretty one note in this... I mean, obviously, I guess it couldn't really change too much in one and a half minutes. But what it does have, I really like. It's got like a big washy sound that kind of blows in. And yeah. I don't know what kind of drum it is. I mean, it's, I know, it's
1: definitely an eight hundred eight. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I don't know. It's just I like it a lot. Which I mean, sure, who doesn't like eight hundred eight? So I guess that makes yeah, sense. Go
1: goes go into Kanye West's 808s and Heartbreak. He'll get all of it.
0: Have I ever? I don't think I've ever listened to that song. Huh?
1: You, you should. We're probably not going to talk about it on the pod. Well, yeah, maybe we will. We'll see. Yeah. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> maybe yeah. it's, it's very that sound is all over that album. Um, cool. But yeah, this one I, I really liked it. It has that, those eight oh eights. It uh kind of has the the flute slash wind instrument kind of thing, which in my mind, just the melody, and like just the whole ambience of it, kind of gave me like this African sunset kind of vibe where it's like the lion King sunset kind of thing, where it's just kind of, it's kind of peaceful and chill and the sun's just going down. Um, but like I said, it's very short, so it's hard to get a lot of significant conclusions from it. Yeah. But lyrically he, he's reflecting on why he's unable to find a meaningful relationship with someone is at least what I got out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really seems like that's all he wants at this point. I mean, he's written like what nine songs about it. Let's,
1: <laughs> all I want is for him to be happy
0: <laughs> And maybe it'll happen In next track Track number four, all Tra- I want Track number four, I almost said track number ten. But oh, I, did
1: you write your, your notes in that fashion?
0: I didn't, but I was just keeping track in my head Of how many songs we had talked about <laughs> <laughs> I was like track number ten Wait a second
1: Joey's it's brain known. is so sophisticated He's tracking two different numbers at once And it's the wrong ones <laughs> Well, I mean they're both accurate. Right, it's the tenth one we're talking about. It's the fourth one. All I want is track number four on this one. Uh, pretty spacey, pretty kind of eighties pop esque. The the we kind of touched on earlier. It's kind of got that synth wave kind of, or not really synth wave, I guess, but very very eighties synthy. Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways. But uh, I really like the talk about the sound effects that are kind that he kind of sprinkles in a few times throughout. Songs this one has this like three note drippy sound kind of thing, yeah, that he he drops in like twice in the song, around like the middle of it, or whatever, but I really like the the kind of flavor that that added to it,
0: yeah, it definitely i I guess I'm not gonna attribute this feeling to that sound specifically, but I like the way that the song feels where it feels like it's switching between happening around you and happening inside of you. Like yeah. it feels like you're surrounded, but then it also feels like the song just like entered your brain for a second and then it'll like switch. Like I don't know if that's a thing that's done in production or if that's a thing that like he just did with the way that he wrote the song. But there it feels like the song is switching between being in my headphones and being in my brain whenever I'm listening Interesting.
1: I, I definitely didn't pick up on that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe going going into it the next time you will listen to it again at night. And, and see if I can understand. See if I, I want to understand you, Joey, you foreign alien monster <laughs> creature thing. <laughs> oh
0: my God. I'm, but, yeah, I'm, I'm too big brain for, <laughs> for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you're some advanced alien civilization that just came to Earth and for whatever reasons, talking about our Earth music on <laughs> podcast and how it affects your alien brain. Uh, but lyrically, this one, it kind of came full circle for me with the theming where it felt very similar to real love, which was the first track on lovers one where he's kind of just talking about how he would do anything for his lover Um, kind of, kind of a deal within the context of the full body of work. I think perhaps this is just further driving home. The fact that he's not really over his ex and is maybe trying to win them back by expressing his love.
0: Yeah. I, I got the feeling he was trying to win her back or I did it too. <laughs> <But> <laughs> why, trying to win them back and just I don't know it seems like a very declarative like you're all I want and then where he in the background is saying nothing more or less yeah. talk, Like, and I can only imagine him saying this directly to the person like just trying to convince them like yeah we're, it's gonna be great we're gonna be together and we're just gonna leave and it's gonna be awesome and that's all we need all we need is and it seems like
1: all you need is love
0: it seems like he's convinced himself like the, the breakup was amicable. It was, it dissolved instead of was a, it burned out like a fiery explosion. It, it just, it, it kind of just, they both accepted the fact that like, yeah, this isn't just going to work out. And it's like that has clouded his judgment to where he's now convinced himself that like the fact that that happened meant they they were
1: taking a break and not calling it quits.
0: Yeah, like, he was like, yeah, it was just time off, and the fact that we didn't have that big breakup means that it really shouldn't have just happened, and we should just go back to the way things were, because it was fine. And,
1: yeah, it, it could definitely be interpreted that way. I think, personally, he just needs to le- learn to let go a bit better.
0: Yeah, for real. Like, that's really what all this has been about. He can't let go.
1: Like track number five. Let, let go. go. <laughs> Boom. Boom. I really like the this track it has this clean piano that comes in and in the background there's some very quiet kind of spacey 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 <laughs> spacey synth babbling kind of hoops yeah. that are going on in the background that kind of it's very subtle but I think it adds a lot of depth to the, the music
0: I yeah I agree and I spent so long trying to search for how to describe it and it sounds like some sort of like old piece of audio equipment is searching for a signal and it's just kind of battling yeah. i didn't want to say like staticky or anything or scrambly because right. that makes me think of like the like white noise <laughs> which it's not but it it just sounds right. like it's constantly changing like you're holding your finger down on like a radio button and it's changing <laughs> the changing the channel like at light speed and you're just hearing like a clip of everything
1: Right, you're kind of just just booping around in the in the background, but uh, this one seemed to have more of a focus on his vocals, mm-hmm. uh, at least compared to a lot of his other stuff. So it was, it seemed less mumbly to me, and I was able to make out more of the lyrics to it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if though if, if 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 maybe at this point in the album I was just like adapted to it, but it, it seemed like it was easier to understand him in this one.
0: Yeah. I that's a good point like there I can generally understand what he's saying but I don't know if it's because I've listened to all these songs so much that I just it's kind of like listening to metal or something where right. eventually you just know what they're saying and you can understand it. But uh yeah, this song I do like how it leaves his his voice is pretty much at the forefront and then mm. the part that I like the most is the swelling strings towards yeah. the end that just like, cause I mean to start off. Yeah. It's just his pian, It's just the piano and his voice and like really low key. And then all of a sudden the strings just build up to this huge build up, and then just release out of like, and that's that and it's back. And yeah, I don't know. It's just cool.
1: It is cool. It's, and it's something that he doesn't do on any of the other songs on the album, which makes it kind of stand out a little bit better. Uh, lyrically, I think the song specifically the lyrics refer back to lovers one a lot, uh, mm-hmm. specifically the, the first track where he's like, he, he makes a lot of lyrical references in a slightly different context where this one, it seems like he's at the penultimate step in getting over his ex where he's like ready. He, he's not sure if he's ready to move on, but he's like right there at that edge where he's just like, I'm, I'm so close. I I want to let go, but I don't know if I can right now.
0: Yeah, kind of a thing. But wanting to do something is uh, at least the first step to actually doing it. So it's true. Maybe, so maybe
1: he's, he's close. Yeah, very very close.
0: Very close to the outro of this relationship. That he was
1: <laughs> <in>. <laughs> good one. I was about to give up on that one. <laughs> track number six. Outro. outro. Boom, and it's the last very track. Simple. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would hope so. If somebody named uh, a non-ending track outro, then I'd be a little a little salty, honestly.
0: But uh, yeah, this one—it's like not to say scattered piano, but it does start with piano, and it kind of like seems like somebody's just like brushing across yeah, it the piano. A,
1: a weird energy,
0: on yeah. That. <laughs> and uh, it's it's haphazard to say to say it a little bit. Uh, it's got like some bass underneath it that sounds i don't know it just goes with it and it gives it a really weird energy like you said i just don't i don't honestly know how to describe it that well because it and it's weird because it takes me back to like a time in my life at like between 2011 and like 2013 just like the type of person that i was then Mm -hmm. but this style of music wasn't really like a thing that at least that I knew of, I mean, maybe I listened to stuff that was maybe like a precursor to this, but this exact type of music or anything that sounded like this wouldn't have been playing in my car at the time that my mind takes me back to. But I, I so awesome. I don't know what kind of energy he captures in here, <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's weird. It's a, it's, it's a weird it's, feeling.
1: It's young Joey energy. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Not good energy.
1: <laughs> just hectic, hectic. Yeah the High school, I guess you were, in, around that time you were a senior, right?
0: Yeah, I graduated in 2012, so it's like, that, right smack dab in the middle of that time. Interesting.
1: I don't think, we didn't really like, I think that was the one year that we didn't, well I mean I guess really we weren't super good friends until like 2013-ish, I don't know when you started working at the pizza place. But it was, we, we had known each other or yeah. at least knew of each other while we were in high school. And that year, because I'm a year ahead of Joey, or I was a year ahead of Joey, uh, not
0: anymore in,
1: in, in school year wise. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all irrelevant, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to sound like I'm better than you. <laughs> why I did that. But so I graduated in 2011, and then Joey had his whole senior year during that time. So I have no context on the kind of. <laughs> That you were other than what you were before that point, and what you were after that point. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it was 2012. I started working at unnamed pizza place. <laughs>
1: I don't know why we don't name it, but it, because yeah, it's like
0: it does It's because it's at some point, point. <laughs> at some point, we need a brand deal, and we can't be giving yeah. free advertisement.
1: <laughs> I feel like we mentioned other brand names on the show before. I, I'm,
0: I'm sure we have.
1: <laughs> I mean, we we ditched the whole music service thing, like. I, I always refer to YouTube music now because that's what I listen to. Yeah. It's, it's
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, you know, let us we don't need to talk about who I was whenever I was. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I was but yeah,
1: lyrically, there, there's not a lot of lyrics on this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I feel like I disagree with what Genius is transcribed.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: Okay, so I'm not crazy. So they have If I Let You Down. No, mm-hmm. wait, they have I've Let You Down. But the way I hear it, it's either if I let you down or have I let you down. Yeah. Because it sounds like he, the I kind of leads in with like a f- sound.
0: Yeah. I definitely think it's if I I let you down. And I don't know why they've just... Because that doesn't even seem to work syllable-wise. Like, if you're just listening to it, if I were to try to put, like, sing I've let you down along with the music, right. if I let you down, or have... I didn't even think about it, have I let you down, but that would that would also work better than i've let you down
1: right it's weird i don't yeah. know i don't know who submitted those lyrics. But they're wrong yeah
0: let's let me see they it, he does well, they, no he didn't, two, two he, he didn't verify
1: contributors
0: he didn't verify them he verifies a lot of uh his genius lyrics like he'll yeah. go on there and be like, yep, this is right. He didn't but do not this, this song. one
1: because they were wrong. They're
0: fucking wrong. I'm gonna go fix this. I'm gonna fix this before this episode airs, and then people are like, <laughs>
1: "What's going on?" Well, I mean, we already told him what it, what it says and what we think it says. But I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, this one, it, it seemed kind of like just kind of a quick final thoughts track where he's he's kind of blaming himself yeah. for either letting his ex down or letting himself down. I wasn't really sure who the target was or who he, who he was referring to that he let down but he's just kind of kind of being down on himself
0: yeah i don't know if he meant his ex in the relationship his ex after the relationship or himself after the relationship like he should have been able to to react yeah like he should have been able to either fix things react to the whole situation in a better way or like he feels like he should have been able to just go on with his life or something yeah
1: Overall, though, I like Lovers One better. I think as a full body of work, mm-hmm. they're both solid as a combined work. I think it makes sense close into them back to back. Lots of those those Joji and Corbin vibes, which not a complaint at all. Uh, I don't. I feel like I just I would rather listen to Corbin at this point, but that's yeah. just because I prefer the Corbin elements of this than the Joji elements. Which I mean, again, not shitting on Joji or anything, but there, there's a hierarchy in my mind or at least a scale. Let's, let's say it's like a scale and one end is Joji, one end is Corbin, Ray Brown's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I tend to, to to lean towards the Corbin side of the aesthetic here.
0: Yes, come towards the Corbin side. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: the Corbin side of the musical force.
0: Yes. I love Joji, but I'm not, like, Corbin, it just scratches an itch. Yeah. He, he's, he's great. Can
1: we just talk about that album again? Because that the- was... I mean, we can't he's fantastic.
0: <laughs> we can we can talk about the Mourn 2016 album that he released because he like got locked out of his music, uh, uh, like his accounts, accounts. and stuff. Yeah. And he just was just like, whatever, here's like some B sides to Mourn 2016. <laughs> like, didn't even give any sort of like heads up, it was just like, yep, there you go, there you go. <laughs> and then he just like deleted all of his stuff and then came back like three times. He, he, he He's a nut, dude. He's, he's he's an <laughs> but he makes he
1: makes good music and he's a great uh, vocalist.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Say, even Maybe. if he doesn't have a great voice. Listen to Corbin. Also listen to Ray Brown, but listen to Corbin too. Also
1: listen to JoJ. Listen, awesome. listen to every episode and every artist that we've ever talked about except for Hella. Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> listen to Hella too. You got you got to take the good with the bad.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just joshing you. I'm just no, b- I know you're not. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it, but I I, I think everyone should listen to it because yeah. you, you don't know where you stand until you hear it, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, overall, I, I haven't really been in the mood for this kind of music this past week, so it didn't hit the way I know it could have. Yeah. Um. So I think I'm going to revisit these at some point when I'm feeling like a sad boy at Hell some yeah. point in the future.
0: Well, uh, what are we listening to next week?
1: Oh, yeah. we gotta We got to wrap this up the good old traditional way. Next week. We're we're gonna be listening to Two Feet. Two Feet's the artist's name. Um, I'm not super familiar with the album I've picked because I'm not super familiar with any of his full albums. I've heard singles, and I really like the aesthetic that he done. And I've listened to his albums, but I've never been like super into them. Um, but the one we're doing next week is called "A Twenty Something Fuck" by by Two Feet which I know probably sounds kind of like a a string of random words. (laughs) So uh, I'm just going to repeat that. It's a 20 something fuck. Like he's calling himself a fuck and he's in his twenties or whatever. Um, But yeah, I think that album kind of hit the spot. It's pretty short. It's 20 minutes long ish, eight tracks. So pretty quick, simple to the point. It felt like a a natural extension of this kind of Ray Brown. And even some of those still woozy vibes that we did two weeks ago.
0: Well, hell yeah. Uh, So
1: we're going to keep, keep down this track. The, this train track for a little bit, not musical track and, and see where we come out next. Week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to sell this short. I do like this album, but I haven't, uh, I, I, I would not consider myself a fan of two feet in that. I haven't listened to a lot of this music a whole lot. So if, it, if you hate it, I'm just hedging my bets here. If you hate it, don't blame me. Cause who know. would they blame? I don't, I don't, I don't I don't I do uh, okay.
0: blame two feet I guess that's <laughs> yeah. what Jeremy's saying <laughs> blame
1: two feet I got I got no answers for you here listen to, <laughs> listen to his album first yeah don't, don't just shit on him like he I really do like his music I, 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 I feel like I'm dancing around that in ways that I probably shouldn't be but uh yeah I like it so we're listening to that we're gonna talk about it next week you guys come back you listen to that album with us or listen to these Ray Brown things. Let us know what you think of our podcast, of the albums, of the format of everything. Of us. Got any any complaints of us as people. You know, if you want to pick a personal fight with (laughs) us on the internet and feel free, we're on all the social medias. Make personal assumptions
0: about both of us.
1: (laughs) Yes, please do that because that'll end well for everybody involved. (laughs) But uh, I don't care. I mean, as long as you stay in our feedback loop.
0: And bye also. (laughs) Ha <laughs>